You are listening to the You Are Techie podcast, episode number 145. Welcome to the You Are Techie podcast, where it's all about growing in your techiness so you can find the tech job of your dreams. And now your host, technology learning coach, Ellen Toomey. Hey, moms, are you trying to break into tech? Are you wondering what skills you really need to get hired and how those skills can be worth $45 an hour instead of the $25 an hour you thought when you first started thinking about going back to work? If so, then the Your Techie membership is for you. Our combination of courses, coaching, and community come with the mentor support you need to keep moving forward in your tech career. It's like no other membership program available. We have the exact skills employers are looking for. You'll learn how to maximize your income with portfolio-ready skills that hiring managers are seeking, not to mention the steps you can skip so you don't find yourself down that endless tech learning rabbit hole. Join me as I walk you step-by-step through the getting hired process in tech. Sign up at youartechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I can't wait to see you in our membership. Hello and welcome to the show. Today, we're talking about roadblocks to great products, because ultimately, that's what we're trying to do, right? Get out into the world, get hired, and create technology products that change the world. And frequently in this process of creating technology products, a common thought is that a roadblock to that great product is some type of technology or access to the right technology. But really, only the knowledge about the right technology to use, or sometimes the lack of ability to invest in the financial tech, or sometimes the lack of financial investment available to invest in that right technology. But if you are sure that it's the right technology, typically you'll find a way for that financial investment. And You'll find a way if that technology is worth it. And so frequently, a great product is leveraging a technology on top of a technology connected to a technology, right? So APIs are a great example of that. Yes, we're creating our own technology from scratch, but that doesn't mean we aren't using other technologies throughout that process to create this experience. And highways are a great example. We don't have to lay the foundation of every street and road to be able to use it effectively to navigate a path and to go on to our Waze app or our Google Maps and figure out which way to go and even customize an experience that way. You know, if we have our shoppers, our DoorDash or, you know, our shoppers can create an experience by using those roadways. And so we're leveraging a lot of existing infrastructure in that example and in technology. We're leveraging infrastructure that already exists. That doesn't mean we aren't writing code or doing things in a customized way. It just means we aren't doing every single piece writing it from scratch. And that's the beauty of an open source world and how we can leverage existing technologies. So the way to think about is technology a roadblock to a great product is anything is really possible in technology. You can really create and get it to do anything you want. (laughs) So it's almost never the technology that's the roadblock, even though it can feel like that is a viable answer 
to why a product is not great. So what is a roadblock to a great product? And the first one is going to sound pretty simple, but it really is this very important question that without a lot of clarity around it, you have nearly no chance of having a great product. And that is what problem are you attempting to solve and who are you solving that problem for? When you understand that deeply and at a core and very fundamental level, you're putting yourself in a position to create a great product. And when you use vague language or it's not clear or you're trying to develop a solution for everybody. The solution is for everybody. Well, it's okay if you want to be Amazon, but they started with books. You start with one, you start with one group. You have to create a good experience for one group before you can get mass adoption. And there are some exceptions to that, but the exceptions prove the rule. Fundamentally, you want to understand how the problem you're solving for this group of people is really adding value in their life. And if it does, if it adds some significant value and you can create something that solves their pain, that is going to be how you can remove that roadblock and create that great product. Another roadblock to great products tied in with that is not only developing for the wrong people or too many people, but it's trying to solve too many problems at once. And I'll just go back to Amazon and say they just tried to see if they could ship some books. You know, simple process, right? Let's just ship some books. But when you try to solve, well, I'll solve this one and that one and this, then you end up being spread too thin and not solving any of those problems well. It's much more effective to solve one problem deeply and thoroughly and very well thought out. And so that combination of not understanding what problem you're solving or not understanding for whom you're solving it, those are roadblocks to great products. So when we are designing a solution for the wrong group of people or for casting it too wide, that's typically in the product strategy design phase. So we're hitting a roadblock at that design aspect. And another roadblock that creeps up is when we get to the development phase. It happens before the development phase because, again, we're making these decisions, but it can also happen while you're in developing and you think you're solving the right thing. But you could be developing the wrong thing. You could be developing too many things. Typically, the biggest roadblock is developing in the wrong order. So sure, we want to think about scale in the long term and create a product that really matters over the long term. However, that's usually not as big of a problem as most people think in the beginning. But we want to focus on developing those features that are most important. And let's go back to the problem that we're solving for the people that we're solving it for. So if Amazon can't get that book to you quickly, it really doesn't matter how many products they offer. If they keep trying to offer more products, but they can't do that fundamental thing quickly, which is to get you items quickly, that was really that problem that they were solving, then it doesn't matter how many more items they add, you aren't going to get adoption on that. Where if you know you can get your book very quickly and efficiently, now you might think, well, what else can I get efficiently and quickly? So 
develop in the right order. And that can seem like a very simple statement, but it's much harder than it seems because oftentimes the biggest problem is the hardest to solve for. And we can solve a lot of other problems and develop rather quickly, but we have to sometimes sit in that discomfort of of the hard problem that is really going to move the needle and create that great product. So what are some other roadblocks to great products? They mainly occur within the communication within the team. So what are we designing and when? Let's just look at a, a single asset, like a button. This is a great example. And when we design it one way for the web, and maybe we need to design it another way for the mobile, and then we forget to look at each one and then see if it's creating the experience that we want in each version. And again, this is a very, I'm just trying to give you a good visual. It's usually not the most important thing. But when we're hastily communicating about which asset goes where, this is an example of something that can slow us down. Now it's a problem. Now we're not putting the right things in the right places. Now we're not thinking about the right aspects or we're communicating with our team ineffectively or we've developed the wrong thing because we haven't thought and really communicated within our team. And communicating within our team can mean speaking. It often means naming things correctly and explaining what they're being named and then being consistent. And that is a very challenging piece to creating great products. It's not super complicated and it doesn't take a ton of of, you know, education to do it, but it does take discipline to create these team norms and to use them again and to hold each other accountable when we don't. And it really requires that each team member hold each other accountable, that we're naming things in a way that everyone on the team understands what the use is for, that we understand that's true for a button. And that's true for when we're describing the problem, that when we're talking about it, we're using a common language that makes sense to us. So I've spoken a lot about agile and the agile process and stories, and that's a whole thing for beginners to learn. But once you've gotten on the team and you are working within the team, you still will have your own team language. There will be systems and processes within your own team that make sense for you and for your team members. And then holding people accountable to being consistent to that is every team member's responsibility. That's one of the reasons that Agile, I think, is really put into play in technology is that when we say we have self-organizing teams, one of the things we're doing is it's not up to some manager, some boss to say, oh, you didn't do this right. Here, do it right. We need to hold each other accountable because there are so many day-to-day things that can get confused if we aren't kind of following this agreed upon communication structure, which again, naming conventions is just one example but how we speak about things, how we refer to things. Technology and product development, they're known for, we're kind of known for naming things and creating these creative names of different servers or different code names for products that are in development. And it's kind of cute and fun, but really it's to give this very clear and specific term so that everyone on the team understands what exactly we're talking about. And if it feels like I'm overplaying this communication thing, just keep in mind how really unconstrained technology is. It can become as big as you want it to be. There are no edges of it. It's not like a physical product where there really is a physical 
parameter that stops you when you're building a car. It's only so big that you can make it. It's only so heavy that you can make it. There are physical dimensions and constraints on there. And with technology, we don't have those sorts of constraints, which is so fun and interesting. But in fact, we need to put constraints around it. And so the final piece to roadblocks to great products is not saying no and or not putting constraints around what we're designing and creating. We really need to say no or not now or maybe later, but right now these are the things that we're doing and these are the things that we're not doing. And so for me, it's a slash. It's no slash constraint slash decisions. You have to make decisions. You have to say yes or no, and you have to create definition and constraints, and you have to be willing to be wrong that maybe you put the wrong constraint in there. But here's the thing. You will know that so much faster if you put the wrong constraint in and you design and develop towards it and then you see it versus, oh, I don't know, indecision, what should we do? I don't know. And you sit in that discussion. Now, there's some amount of time and space that needs to be devoted to that, to creating the definition. But after a certain point, it's useless energy. It's better to put those constraints down on paper or on a whiteboard or on a sticky note or in Figma or in GitHub, like wherever it is, putting some things down and seeing what we're talking about in terms of constraints. There comes a point where it's more helpful to say no, create a constraint and make a decision as opposed to hashing it out more. And when we do that, when we prevent ourselves from saying no, creating constraints and making a decision, we're creating a roadblock to a great product because great products say no. Great products have definition to them. They have a we do this, we don't do that quality about it. So that is most definitely, I think, the biggest roadblock to great products is lack of constraints. All right. Remember, what is the problem you're solving and who are you designing that problem for? That is such an important piece to creating great products. And I hope that you have found this very helpful when you think about roadblocks to great products. Anything is possible in technology. Anything is possible in our mind and in our ideas. And it's only a matter of creating this great product through the lens of user experience and experience that you as a user would want to have. So I hope this was helpful. I'm so grateful for you for spending time with me and for growing in your techiness. I will see you next time. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to sign up for the UR Techie email list. Imagine being in the tech job of your dreams. Join me to get the strategies training and never ending support to get hired. Sign up at URTechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I'll see you next time.